0: reading is the story of the Transfiguration. This is Transfiguration Sunday. From the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it's good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my Son, the Beloved, Listen to Him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, He ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Our sermon today is about one of those people on the mountain with Jesus. It's one of the most unusual stories in the Bible. From 2 Kings, the second chapter. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here. For the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he said, Yeah, I know. Keep silent." Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came down to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yeah, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, as the Lord lives and you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went and stood at some distance from them as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. The water was parted. To the one side and to the other until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed Elijah said to Elisha, tell me what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, you have asked a hard thing, yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted to you. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated, the two of them, and Elijah ascended in a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen, but when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in pieces. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. How are you and I like Elijah and Elisha. You may never have heard a sermon about the story of Elisha succeeding Elijah as a prophet of Israel. I know I hadn't. Well, just in case you're thinking, remind me exactly who were these guys. I'll tell you, they were both prophets back in the 9th century B.C. Names back then had meaning. Elijah means, Jehovah is my God. And Elisha means, God is my Savior. According to Luke's Gospel, Jesus talked about both Elijah and Elisha in the very first sermon he did. The one he did in Nazareth, you know, that got him run out of town and almost thrown off a cliff. He mentioned Elijah and Elisha just after he says that no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. Now Elijah was a prophet in the northern kingdom of the I remember, just Israel was divided. He was famous for preaching against the kings who looked not only to Yahweh, but also to Baal, or some people say Baal, but I was raised to say Baal, so we'll do the Georgia style. Baal and Asherah. Now Asherah is Baal's girlfriend. He prayed to them for rain, and at one point Elijah announced a drought that lasted three and a half years. I know some of y'all might have prayed for a little week or two of drought lately. As much rain as we've had. Well, Elijah challenged the prophets of Baal. 450 of them tried to get Baal to end the drought. Kind of the rain dance version of uh, that day. But they failed. Now, Elijah did some what you could call trash talking. Teasing the well, maybe you're a god Maybe, Maybe maybe he's out of town, just not taking his messages. Maybe he's asleep, <laughs> not able to hear you. When Elijah called on God, the trout ended. But that, ep- that episode got Elijah in trouble with the wicked queen, Jezebel, who put out a hit on him. And that's when Elijah went off and hid in a cave, and that's when, you remember that story, he, he heard the, the whirlwind, he heard the wind, and the strong wind, and he, and he felt the earthquake, and God was not in those, and then in the still, quiet silence, he heard the voice of God. The still, small voice. Now, Elisha, he was an important prophet too, but he didn't he didn't get as famous as Elijah. Elisha is mentioned only once in the New Testament. In fact, because their names are so similar, a lot of people get mixed up. Or sometimes think it's the same person. Well, in some of the stories about Elisha, he's helping out the king, such as when he he told General Naaman. Naaman was a he wasn't in Israel, he was a general from somewhere else. But in the <coughs> girl, and he told a servant girl, when he got leprosy, he said, Well, I know somebody can help you, and he goes over and and uh, Elisha doesn't even come out to see this mighty person. He sends out a message. Go wash yourself seven times in the muddy Jordan River. And the Major General is all, all irritated. And he's going, well, oh, I'm just going home. And he takes all his folks back. And, and one of his brave servants says, If if the prophet had you to do something hard when you have done it, <coughs> well, he gets to thinking and he goes and washes and he gets clean. Well, that's a that's quite a story. Accused him of leprosy without even seeing the man. In some of the stories about Elijah, he's helping individuals who are suffering. And in our gospel reading, Mark tells of uh, Moses and Elijah appearing on the on the same mountain with Jesus. Moses and Elijah are spoken of together in the Old Testament too, and in the book of Malachi, fourth chapter, the prophet quotes God as saying, "Remember the teaching of my servant Moses, the statutes and the ordinances I commanded him at Horeb." For all of Israel. Lo, I will send you the prophet Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And based on that prophecy, when Passover is celebrated in Jewish homes, the custom is to set a place for Elijah just in case he comes. How many tables do you know of where somebody sets a place wishing that somebody would show up? Well, And did you notice all the threes in this story about Elijah and Elisha? There are three stages in their journey from Bethel, then to Jericho, then to Jordan River, then to the wilderness. And at each stage, Elijah tries to talk to Elisha and leaving and going home. And each time, Elisha refuses as the Lord lives. And as you yourself I will not leave you. Each time they move on, and a group of prophets comes to Elisha, and they tell him, "Oh, don't you know this today? Lord's going to take your master away from you."
1: And every time he said, "I no,
0: never, no, know, quit quiet. Don't talk about that." And finally, they come to the wilderness, and Elijah says to Elisha, "What can I do for you?" And that's when he asked for a double share of Elijah's spirit. What the sermon title calls make mine a double. Well, according to the law of Moses, a firstborn son was entitled to twice as much as the others. So if you had four sons, the younger four, say you had five sons, the younger four would receive, well if you had four sons, the younger ones, the younger three would get a fourth or a fifth, and then the oldest would get two shares, two fifths, a double share. That's why we invented lawyers, to take care of all this complicated man. But in this case, Elijah, he wasn't asking for gold or silver or property. He was asking for a prophetic spirit. And sometimes people think, oh, he was asking for double the previous one." No, he was just asking for a double shape, double inheritance. In this story, old Elijah is translated. Now, we think of translating is we take some phrase or sentence from one language and put it to another. Uh, my boss once got a memo from his boss who was Trixie, and he's, the memo said, told him to assess the utilitarian value of the touch instrument. And my boss said, now Paul, if he were, if he were going to say that in English, what would he have said? I said he was saying about this test, can you use it? <laughs> assess the utilitarian. Well, that's one way of translating. But in this case, the roots come from carry and across. So the chariot of fire carries Elijah across into heaven. And so he goes. And as he goes, he drops his mantle. Not the mantle like on the shelf over a fireplace. This mantle is a cloak or a sleeveless garment. But it, what it represents is what's important. It represents responsibility. It represents an important role. When Elijah was transformed, that's what Elisha did. Elisha took on the responsibility of Elijah. In fact, he fulfilled some of those tasks that had been assigned to Elijah. Let me tell you how I got my very first job. When I was about 10 years old, one of my friends had a paper route. For the twice weekly paper called Coffee County Progress, I told you about this friend before. He's the one I told you that said I was going to go to hell because I had been dumped. I <laughs> but he, he was still my friend because uh, President Andrew reassured me I was I was good. Well, my friend my friend's going to move, and so I took it on myself to go to the newspaper office and watch what he did for a couple. week or so I I went in and watched what he did at the newspaper office they rolled papers and they put little rubber bands on them they count them out in the piles and and then the various routes went out and so I I watched and helped and my friend moved and and what I did is I just kept going to the newspaper Tuesday and Thursday right after school and I would roll papers put rubber bands on them and stack them up. I never asked any permission. I never filed an application. I never said I want that job. I just went to work, and lo and behold, after two or three weeks, they started paying me. (laughs) That's how I got my first job. (laughs) It was two dollars a week. But guess what? That was twice my monthly allowance. (laughs) But you see, I took up the mantle of my Baptist friend's work. And Elijah's job of speaking God's message was transferred to Elisha. So in, oh, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes about how God's message was transferred saying, for I received from the Lord what I also have handed on to you. And maybe you recognize the passage that Paul introduced the very words that we use in communion. He said that the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed took a loaf of bread and so and broke it and blessed it. Well, Paul also speaks of that transfer in 1 Corinthians, saying, Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which in turn you in turn received, in which you also stand. For I hand it on to you as of first importance, what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures. And that He was buried and raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. You see, Elijah's Elijah's job was passed on to Elisha. The Gospel Paul preached was passed on to the church in Corinth and elsewhere and to us today. And you and I we are to pass on the good news of the gospel to our children and to everyone we need. You remember at the start I asked you, how are you and I, how are we like, how are we like Elijah and Elisha, these prophets of the 9th century B.C.? Almost 3,000 years ago. With abundant grace, God has transformed our lives, has given us good news, And has given us the responsibility, the power, the privilege to share the gospel, the good news, in work, in word, and in deed. Thanks be to God.